Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Oh, oh, and I almost forgot. Uh, I'm also going to need you to go ahead and come in on Sunday, too, okay? Buffalo is largely a fraud, one of the more fraudulent teams in the NFL. Pretty sure Josh Allen is Mitch Trubisky 2.0 with some minor upgrades, but nothing special. Wow. Wow. Just throwing it out there. I think Josh Allen has taken a legitimate leap. I think Josh Uh, Allen is not a starting quarterback of a football team by 2021. You are out of (laughs) your mind. All right. Okay. I think he'll get exposed. I think as this season goes along, he will get exposed. Yeah. Do you remember that playoff game last year? That's the single worst sports thought I've heard in sports. <laughs> that can't be possible. I yeah, just no, said it put is. a roof on Wrigley Field. That can't be possible. This is worse. Okay. Dude, say so. That is the single worst okay. sports thought. Okay. All right. That, okay. That's a wrong answer. <laughs> still not a Josh Allen fan and still think I've said much, much crazier things. Will I quadruple down on that take at some point this afternoon? Stay tuned. It's Rami Makhlouf with you on a Sunday afternoon here on 670. The score, Sean Anderson on the other side of the glass. Producer extraordinaire, and he's produced up a fine one for us this afternoon. Evan Altman of CubsInsider.com will be here at 1 o'clock. We'll talk some Bears with Patrick Finley of the Sun-Times at 1.30. Dave Brown of the Midway Minute. We'll talk some Sox and Major League Baseball with him. And uh, Steve Stone. On with Hit and Run earlier. We'll bring that your way coming up at 2.20. When I'm not talking to those dudes, I want to talk to you at 414-799-1250. Or you can tweet the show at 670. The score at Rami, R-A-M-I-E, is tweeting. You did a great job. Everything was great, um, except that's not the number. What do you mean? What did I do? 414. Did I give the Milwaukee numbers? You straight up just did. You know what I did last week, Sean? It was thir- like sometimes I'll do a show here. On a Sunday, and then I go back and I do my afternoon show on 1250 AM, The Fan, weekdays, 3 to 6. Uh, It was like on a Monday. Sometimes I'll give out the score numbers because I just did it for three hours the previous day, right? That makes sense. On Thursday, on Thursday, like four days later, I gave out the score numbers. I'm a mess, Sean Anderson. 312-644-6767 is how you get a hold of me here. You can call me and get in the tech zone. The Rosen Hyundai tech zone is how uh, you contact me. Not that other. You call that other number. You're going to be talking to my buddies up in Milwaukee, which they do a fine job. But I'm guessing you want to talk Chicago sports with me on a Sunday afternoon and talk Cubs and Sox at 312-644-6767. I'm with you till three. Chris Ranji at that point, he takes you right up to Cubs baseball right here on the score tonight as they take on the Chicago White Sox. And I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to rain on any parade here. All right, and I'm not so telling anybody not to watch or listen to Cubs and Sox tonight. It's going to be on ABC. I think that's really cool that Sunday Night Baseball is going to be on on like broadcast television, and of course 
Pat and Ron do an awesome job here on here on 670 The Score, if, if that's your preferred method of consuming it. But Cubs fan here in the host seat, Sox fan on the other side, you at 312-644-6767. Does this series have juice for you when one of the teams isn't good? Let me know at 312-644-6767. I was listening to Speaks on the drive-in from Milwaukee, and he was talking about like the human nature of pitchers and how that affects you know, when you come into a game and, and, and your energy level and your focus and everything else, there's human nature to being a fan too. And look, this, this isn't just sour grapes from, from a Cubs fan because his team is, is bad right now. And I don't recognize half the guys on this roster. I literally don't. Um, we, we could play a game on this show today, Olympic athlete or Cubs rostered player. And I would have no idea because I don't care about the Olympics and I don't care about most of these guys in Cubs uniforms right now. I will get that ready. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate it. I had that idea before, and I, I didn't bring it up. But I, this isn't, this isn't a sour grapes Cubs fan. I just, me myself, I prefer when both teams are good, and these two, and these two go head to head. I. I, I, I love the rivalry. I still watch the games because I, I just watch baseball. It's what I do. It's the soundtrack of my summer. Yesterday, I consumed like a good eight hours of baseball between Cubs Sox and then that awesome game between the Brewers and the Giants last night uh, up in Milwaukee. I love baseball. I'm going to watch it. And, and when both teams are good, oh, man, I, I, it's appointment viewing for me. I, 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 it's one of my favorite things in all of sports when both the Cubs and Sox are good. We got that last year. Man, last year, that series, that was that was probably the best thing about a COVID-shortened season. I, I would say for both Cubs fans and Sox fans, even though the Cubs came out on top of it, just, just the excitement, the drama, the electricity, the juice of that series was amazing, amazing. Crescendoed with the Wilson Contreras bat toss on, on the home run. That, for me... Is great. And look, I've been on the other side of this thing too. Obviously, the Cubs were where the Sox are now, and the Sox were where the Cubs are now, not too long ago. And I didn't really enjoy that that much either. I, most of my friends are White Sox fans, and I love I love trash talking and and going back and forth and and jabbing with those dudes. I do. And it's not as fun when when the Sox are bad. I, I'm not, I don't like kicking people while they're down. I don't like punching down. And even when you try it, it's not as fun. Let's be real. It's not as fun. I learned a long, long time ago, and I do stand-up comedy on the side, the, the best thing you can do to take ammo away from somebody who's trying to roast you, roast yourself. And it's real easy, if you're the Cubs right now, to roast you. Like your buddy, your buddy starts saying, saying something to you about how bad your team sucks, and you're like, yeah, it's, we're supposed to. We're trying to suck. It takes all the steam, all the air out of out of out of any trash talk or any fun. And I don't and I don't, personally I want both teams to be good just in the big picture, just in general. I like I like good things happening in the Chicago sports scene. Cubs fan first and foremost, but I I like what I'm seeing from the White Sox this year. I enjoy watching this team and I'm glad they're playing winning baseball in Chicago and have a chance to win a World Series. This series just doesn't have as much juice for me when one of the teams isn't good. And it doesn't matter which of those two teams isn't good. Man, was that series good last year. That was such a great series last year. Oh, can we go back to that? 312-644-6767. Does this series have a little less juice for you 
than it did last year. 312-644-6767. Are these, Sean, are these callers ready? It's not on my screen. They are? Okay. Uh, John, Southside, you're on with Rami Makloff on 670 Score. What's up, John? Hey, how you doing? Doing well, man. What's up? Um, so my thought is, I don't know if you know the exact number, but from what I understand, the Cubs' payroll, now that they've gotten rid of everybody, is going to be around like 40 or $50 million going into next year. Is that accurate? Yeah, I thought I saw a figure of 55 somewhere, but you you might you might be right. I might be misremembering. I read a lot leading up to the show today, but I thought I saw a number that said 55. But go ahead with your thought, either way. Yeah, so so my point is if they spend the money and get up to the $200 million they should be spending, they could easily compete by, I think, using some of their young pitchers, potentially signing one. The free agent class is stacked. I mean, you got shortstops like Corey Seager, Carlos Correa, Trevor Story, right? Um, you know, there's uh, Freddie Freeman mm-hmm. at, at first base. I mean, come on, he, he's better than Rizzo. Um, Michael Conforto, power hitter. Dylan Bundy, great pitcher. Like, I, I don't see why they can't spend their butts off and, and be competitive. They're very creative with putting together their bullpens and the pitch lab and, and turning pitchers that, you know, maybe weren't so good and, and helping them to develop their, their true stuff. So, you know, Cubs fans are down right now, but that core that they traded, they weren't performing. What what, what are they supposed to do? You know, keep signing guys that, that just kept letting them down? I think they start with a new free agent class and try to put together a team that maybe fits better a little bit, a little bit more. John, appreciate the call, man. Thanks a lot. And and I, I do want to talk about that coming up in, in just a few minutes about – what the Cubs can do and how quick they can get back to contention and, and just what you believe when you hear the Ricketts and, and Jed Hoyer talk about that. I, I, I do think that this team could be right back to competing. Maybe not, maybe not, you know, peak form of this next era of Cubs baseball, but I do think that the Cubs could be back to competing and, and make this Cubs Sox series interesting once again as soon as next year. And that that's what I want, man. I want I want good baseball on both sides of town and I want when these two teams meet for it, for it to mean something for both of them in the standings. It just gives so much more electricity to this series. I, as I said to Sean, opening up the show, I work, I work up in Milwaukee, and, and Brewers fans hate, hate how, much, how many Cubs fans come up to Milwaukee and, and what it does. And I always say to them, man, there's no way, there's no way you don't love the electricity in that ballpark where no matter what happens, every pitch – Somebody is, or every every big play, somebody is losing their mind. Cubs fans are going crazy. Brewers fans are going crazy. And you can, you can, you can, now within reason, let's all be civil. There's no reason to fight over sports, people. You you can, you know, say something to, to the opposing crowd. And, and when you beat them and send them packing unhappy, is there a better feeling than that? Like, and obviously the same could happen to you, but the fact that the stakes are higher and it means that much more to you when both teams are good is is what makes it is what makes sports exciting is what makes a series like this exciting tech zone mentioned here tech zone brought to you by rosen hyundai of algonquin save time shop online at rosenhyundai.com says a little juice not much they already beat us two games plus my ex's nephew is the catcher on the socks well that you should that should be a lot i mean i don't know how that relationship ended but that should maybe give you a little bit more juice for this series let's go to uh domino in genesee illinois what's up domino 
How you doing? Uh, yeah, I went to the game on Friday, and I tell you, I'm happy for the Sox. I, but I watched that game, and I, if I was a Sox fan, I wouldn't be too secure in what's going on because they were playing a, a team full of bench warmers, basically, uh, second-string guys, and they barely pulled it out. And I think uh, uh, it, they've got a long way to go to, to, to get their swagger back. Um, another, but the other point that you you said about the, when the Sox do well, I'm happy for them. I like Chicago to win, and I think when the when the Sox won the series, uh, it put a lot of pressure on the Cubs to do something. And I think anytime they do well, there's a pressure on on the other side of town to do well too. And I think that's a great thing for for both uh, fan bases. I agree. I agree with you 100 percent there. I think I think competition breeds excellence, and and I do think that. That what the Cubs what the Cubs did five six years ago. First of all, the Sox in a lot of ways, and the, it wasn't the Cubs weren't the the ones who you know drew up the blueprint, weren't the first to ever do that. But the Sox followed in their footsteps in in a lot of ways, and and I, I do think that you 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 don't want to be shown up or look bad compared to the team on the other side of town, and also, and I forget. Man, I got to start remembering who says what and where I read those things and where what exactly I read. I, I also think that Sox fans were looking at what was going on on the north side of town, and 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 maybe had a little bit more patience about what was going on with their team because they saw they saw the baby steps that the Cubs were making and and what it eventually became. And they looked at that and they went, "Oh, okay, they went through this, and and now they're now they're doing that. That I'm okay with that. I I can I can suffer a little bit." But even that game Friday night, like really exciting baseball game. But when Romine hit that home run off Kimbrel, you know what my reaction one was? I was like, cool. Like it wasn't like in a Cubs in a Cubs sock series where something big like that. He had a home run off of Craig Kimbrel, dude. And I was just like, okay, cool. Like, cause Sean, the results of Cubs games right now. Not that I'm not interested in the Cubs. And like I said, I, I pretty much watch baseball no matter what. It's the soundtrack of my summer. And and I and I love it even when my team is bad. But in a Sox-Cubs series, I should be jumping off my couch and fist pumping. I saw that home run by Roma, and I was like, okay, cool. You know, that's all right. Nice. Well, I didn't even watch the Goodwin home run live. It's like I wasn't rushing to watch the end of that game, even though it was going into uh, extras, too. So it's like this game, it wasn't making me like. So you're with me. Yeah. It's like even the, though your team is, is, on, is on the is on the winning end of this thing, you're with me. This doesn't this series doesn't have the juice for it that you would like a Cubs Sox series to have. I, I think August is such a tough road for the White Sox that I'm just looking ahead to, to, to the bigger stuff. Like, I mean, you have the field, of dreams game with the Yankees coming up before game set with the uh, A's coming up. You're going to Toronto to face that team. They're really good. You're going to go uh, to Tampa to face that team. They're really good too. So that seems uh, that's more on my mind than, you know, Cubs Sox. And we're going to talk about that a little bit later too, how Sox fans are feeling about what they saw pre Cub series and what, what they see on the horizon post Cub series. I heard you and Spiegs on hit and run talking about Romine's dad, former ball player turned detective. That's an amazing story, dude. It would have been. It would be that much better a story if he was a detective while he was playing baseball, because that could be the coolest detective drama in the history of detective dramas. Pi baseball, <laughs> or like the Bat Boy is his is his partner. <laughs> it's like Romine and the Bat Boy. That's a great. That's a great. That's a great detective drama. Oh. Romine and the Bat Boy, and he's an '80s guy, right? Right. Little Turner and Hooch. Yes, right? they've been having dogs be bat people. <laughs> so let's have them. 
super smell for the dog, right? We'll just, I think we can work this out. The Bat Boy is the dog. Is the dog. And it's Romine and the Bat Boy, and they go around solving crimes by day and crushing fastballs by night, baby. Ro- <laughs> Romine and the Pup, Boston's best. I would love that. I would love to see that. Does this series have juice for you? Four, I almost did it again, Sean. I almost did it again. 312-644-6767. That's the phone number here. 312-644-6767. You can also text the show. That's in the uh, Rosen Hyundai text line. Rosen Hyundai of Algonquin. Save time shop online at RosenHyundai.com. I'll keep taking your thoughts on that. And also, we, we just touched on it. How long are you willing to wait, Cubs fans? And, and what do you believe in terms of what you're hearing about this rebuild and how long it's going to take? 312-644-6767. Rami Makhlouf with you on a Sunday afternoon on 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Where is your gold medal? Oh, it's in my pocket. Olympian or Cub? Puppy! I got five names. is for Cubby! Oh, we're really doing this. We're out just joking, Sean Anderson. We're really doing this, huh? Robbie Backloff with you on 670 The Score on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I don't, I don't care about the Olympics, and I don't know... Most of these Cubs. So I said in the first segment, you could name, you could just give me a name, and I probably couldn't tell you if it was an Olympian or a Cub. So I guess here we go, Sean. Well, and here's the thing too: is on this side, I can just I don't have to be wrong, which I like. So I can just always right. be right. I okay. Can, I could play quiz master. So let's start off. Adam Morgan is that a Cub or an Olympian? Ooh. Oh, I legitimately don't know this one. Oh, Adam Morgan. I'm gonna say Olympian. I'm going to go with Olympian. That's my final answer. Adam Morgan is an Olympian. That is incorrect. Oh. Adam Morgan is a relief pitcher for the Chicago Cubs. Is he now? He, he is. <laughs> okay. Surprisingly, he is a All Cubs right. relief pitcher. Okay. Next, Good to know. Next up, Robert Fink. Oh, Robert Fink. That again, this could go either way. That sounds like it's that sounds like another relief pitcher. I'm going to I'm going to say Cub. I'm going Cub with this one. Robert <laughs> Fink is That's a wrong answer. <laughs> 
Really? Robert Fink, men's 800 freestyle gold medalist. Gold medalist? Yes. Good for you, Robert Fink. Well done, sir. Next up, Jake Thank Jewell. Thank you for your service to this great country. Next up, Jake Jewell. Is that a Cub or an Olympian? Jake Jewell? Jake Jewell. Are these... these are- these are real people. I swear to These God. are all real people. You're I, sure about that? I looked it up. Okay. I'm going to say, I'm going I'm going Olympian. I'm going to say Olympian. Diver. That's really? the wrong answer. <laughs> nope. He's a Cubs relief pitcher, too. Okay. All right. See, I couldn't, I, most, of, most of the Cubs that are on here are relief pitchers just because I don't think people know them. Uh, have, they, have these guys been in games yet? Or are these yes. just 40-man roster guys? Mul- okay. Multiple right. games. Okay. Even before the deadline, I think those two guys <laughs> okay. were on the team. All right. Ryan Murphy, Cub or Olympian? Oh, I think this is a Cub, right? I do know Ryan Murphy, right? Ryan Murphy's a Cub. That's a wrong answer. <laughs> so just to update, Rami's 0 for 4 on Cub or Olympian. we got 30 seconds left in the bed. Final answer, Duke Reagan, Cub or Olympian? Duke Reagan? That's an Olympian. That's got to be an Olympian. If there was a, okay, good. I was going to say, if there was a guy named Duke on my baseball team, I would know that because that's a cool name. Duke is a cool name. And guess what he plays? Guess what he guess He's what a he's relief a pitcher. No, he's, he, is, he is a men's featherweight boxer. <laughs> so he's a cool guy named Duke who's a boxer. <laughs> wow. That guy literally and figuratively kicks ass. That guy kicks all the ass. What, Duke what? What's his last name? Reagan. Good for him. Did he win did he win a medal? Uh silver. In silver. Boxing. Good for you, Duke. Good for you. And all, all our fine Olympians. Because that makes this country better. That's a sign of what a great country we are when we come home with fake metal around our neck from sports nobody watches. Sports nobody watches until you slap a flag on it and they make it about patriotism. That, then everybody's interested. Can we do that with anything else? Can we just say this radio show is for America and, and, everybody, and everybody has to listen to it? We take this as like a, a teaching opportunity to educate people on what's right. happening in the world. This, this show, I do this for my country. I do this radio show for my country, so now you have to listen to it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. If the Olympics is your thing, it's it's your thing. It's just not mine. And I don't see it as anything patriotic. 312-644-6767. Do you believe do you believe Tom Ricketts when he says that this team will be competing by next year? And and is is your idea of competing what his idea of competing is? Because I talked about this last week when I was when I was doing the evening shift. My bar has been raised. Like I'm not I'm not here for I'm not here for middle of the road baseball anymore. And I'm I'm even okay with the rebuild, the reset, whatever this is, but it it it, it can't take that long. It better not take that long. And when it does get there, it it better not be some fool's gold. It better not be it better not be smoke and mirrors where you're trying to convince me that something is competitive, but it's not really competitive. This is what Tom Ricketts said about the timeline and and what he thinks the Cubs could be doing by next year. I don't think you want to put an exact date on any World Series. That that's I don't think that's like a, a great project. But but um but the fact is, in order to win the World Series, you got to win your division. Yep. And and we look at next year as a year that we can be competitive and we can get back into the mix in our division, and that's where it starts. And like I said, it's not. This is not like the kind of situation we were in 10 years ago when we built this championship team. Mm-hmm. But that's it, we are building a new championship team. And the fact is everything that happened last week really has accelerated that process. And so um, what I would just tell fans, and I've told a lot of fans, I see a lot of fans, I talk to them a lot when I sure. walk around the street, 
you know, the fact is that uh, this is going to be, you know, another journey toward a great team. And I think Jed's done a great job of teeing up a lot of talent to get there. And it's going to be fun. And let's just enjoy the process again. And, and let's get back on top. Tom Ricketts on Marquee just a couple days ago saying that he thinks this team will be competitive by next year and, and then throws in the qualifier of, com- in, in his eyes, competitive is winning the division. To win a World Series, you have to win the division. And everything he said there was factual. But first of all, do you believe him? And second of all, is competing for the division good enough? 312-644-6767. Give me a call or get in the tech zone. You can also tweet the show at 670 the score at Rami is tweeting. Because oh, by next year and, and for next year, competing for the division, I guess, is okay. I don't, I don't expect this thing to happen overnight. And when he says he doesn't want to put a date on a World Series... I'm cool with that, too. You can never guarantee a World Series. You can put the best team on paper or what looks like the best team on paper and never win a World Series. We saw the Cubs do that every year other than 2016. I thought they had one of, if not the best team on paper for for a number of years there in this era of Cubs baseball that just came to an end, and it didn't come to fruition. The Dodgers put one of, if not the best team on in baseball on paper for for a long time for stretches and 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 have one world series in a covid shortened season to show for it the the greatest of plans don't always pan out like like my guy Andre 3000 said you can plan a pretty picnic but you can't predict the weather there are a lot of things out of your control when when you're planning for a world series so i i you don't need to guarantee me a world series But here's what you have to guarantee me, that you're setting the bar higher than winning divisions. Like I said, if that's the bar for next year, okay. But there's no reason that the Cubs shouldn't be dominating the division. When, When you look at the rest of this division and the resources at the Cubs' disposal and the resources at the disposal of markets like Milwaukee, Cincinnati, St. Louis, Pittsburgh, there is no reason that the Cubs shouldn't be competing for the the division year in and year out, bare minimum. What what I want this franchise to get back to is is where it looks like we do have one of, if not the best team on paper in the National League and and around Major League Baseball. We need to we need to get where the Dodgers are. We need to get where the Padres are. We we and 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 that's one hundred percent what I expect. And he, and and Jed Hoyer is even he's he's tempering expectations a little bit and putting in my eyes even less of a timeline on it than Tom Ricketts is. I think we were incredibly proud as a group of the returns we were able to get. I mean, these were you know, the rental uh, position player market is a difficult market. You know, I think with the with given the uh what you know, the players that we were, you know, trying to trade, I think I think our returns were excellent. I'm really proud of our group for you know, the players we we were able to get for them. And the, the honest thing is, you know, you know, when you say it doesn't look quick, you know, that to me is very unclear. People expect a declaration of when we are going to be good. And the honest answer is, I don't know yet, because I think part of it is trying to figure out, you know, what does the next CBA look like? Mm-hmm. What are the free agent markets look like going forward? How quickly do these players develop? You know, I think, that, I think the idea that we have exact that we know exactly what the puzzle looks like right now, we don't, but I will tell you that you know I'm I'm very confident that it's not going to look anything like it looked uh, in 2012 and 13. That's not what we're looking at. That's not what we're going for. So they're Jed Hoyer tempering expectations and and not wanting to put a a timeline on it. But at least he does say 
that it's not going to be the pain and suffering that was on with Bernstein and Rahimi earlier this week, that, that it was in the early days of the rebuild that eventually led to a World Series in 2016. And I'm glad to hear that. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. But, and, and I'm willing to give everyone involved benefit of the doubt, inclu- including the Ricketts. You're talking about a, 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 a family, an organization that has spent tons of money loads and loads and loads of money, not just on payroll where they were at or near the top for, for much of that era, but also in infrastructure and in scouting and development and staff. And yeah, there were cutbacks after COVID. Everyone had cutbacks after COVID. And I'm not here to put on a cape for billionaires or excuse all the cuts that they did, or even say that this, this, this teardown was necessary. They probably could have and should have signed at least one or two of those guys that they just let walk away. But here we are. Here we are. I'm, I'm willing to accept reality. I'm not, I'm not a crazy person. Oh, I'm not that crazy a person. I'm, I'm willing. I'm, I'm here to accept reality and where we are. And if we're competing for the division by next year, that's the bar. Cool. After that, we better be back near the top of Major League Baseball in payroll. And we better be talked about like the Dodgers of the world and like the Padres of the world and like these other big market teams that are, that are printing money and spending it on their roster. Do you believe Tom Ricketts and Jed Hoyer when they say this won't take long? And is competing for the division good enough for you? 312-644-6767. You can give me a call, text, tweet the show at 670 the score or at Rami is tweeting. Let's get in Scott in Highland Park. You're on 670 the score. What's up, Scott? How you doing? Good, man. How are you? Do, do, do I believe Tom Ricketts? Absolutely not. No, I don't believe Tom Ricketts, and I'll tell you why. If competing for the division meant anything, they wouldn't have traded you Darvish last year, okay? They would have been competing for the division this year. What they did, okay, Joe, Joe Mann's the only manager in the history of the game, I believe, that wins a World Series and doesn't get a second contract. Jed Hoyer, doing a good job. The magical trade was fine. But he's just drinking the Kool-Aid also. It took five years with people. Five. How long do you think it's going to take with these guys? No, they're not committed to spending money. They're committed to getting DraftKings and getting a gambling parlor right by there. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll hang up and listen to what you have to say. I appreciate your call. And I don't, I don't blame you one bit for feeling that way. Not necessarily how I feel. Like I said, I do give some benefit of the doubt in terms of where we're at right now and, and what they'll do moving forward as a commitment to, to putting competitive and winning baseball out there. They've done it once already. And let's be real. This is, this is a business for this, for this family. They are, they are Cubs fans, and I, I think they do put some, some heart, some passion into running it. But this is a business, and the truth is winning is lucrative. Winning is very, very lucrative. They, they, they don't want to take too many steps back or go too far down and, 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 and pay the, the fiscal prices of that. Yes, Wrigley Field is probably going to be full more days than not, but Man, they, they just they just started a TV network. They want to sell all the merchandise. There is added revenue from getting into the postseason. I, I don't I don't think that the Ricketts want to lose or are going to be okay with losing for very long. But that doesn't mean that they are one hundred percent committed to winning and putting a World Series out there. I don't want to hear talk about divisions when Tom Ricketts is talking about when this team will be back to form. That's not back to form. That's not back where Cubs fans want or expect this franchise to be in the near future competing for a division next year. Okay. By 2023, man, this, this better be 
one of the teams that's talked about as as the upper echelon of the National League and 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 baseball at large. Text from the 630 in the Rosen Hyundai text zone. It says you have to win the division, huh? Did they take away the wild card? Is that one of the 2022 rules changes? That, that's a fair point, but I'd rather if we're talking about where you set the bar, I'd I'd rather you set it at the division than at the wild card. I'll take that. Uh from the 815, losing will never be acceptable for the Cubs again. I, I hope you're right. I hope you're right as far as the fans go, and I hope you're right as far as ownership goes. And then uh, from the 630, taking exception with my uh, Olympics take. First of all, fake medals. And then he says competitive is meaningful baseball after September. Is it real gold and silver and bronze that they're giving away at the Olympics, or is it is it gold-plated? Is it re- is it like so- is it solid gold? Those medals, those medals are gold throughout. Sean is giving me a yes and a heads a head shake and a thumbs up because he's screening phone calls. That's all I need. Go ahead. He said, okay, all right. I didn't think it was, it's solid gold. You're telling me these things hanging around these people's necks is solid gold all the way through. All right. I'll believe you. Let's go uh, back out to the phones and Tom Joliet, you're on 670 to score. Robbie Makloff. What's up, Tom? All right. Thanks for having me guys. Um, I think the Cubs will be a uh, slightly improved team next year. Um, I do see them though going with the approach of stacking one or two draft classes together before really spending big money to make a big push. I just realistically don't see them trying to make a giant push right after this, you know, rebuild that they're doing just started. Um, I could be wrong, but I wouldn't be shocked if they went the draft route, stacked a couple of classes together and really built more of a foundation before making a big push. Tom, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate it. We don't need to stack draft classes. We just traded for 15, 18 prospects, whatever it was, when we got rid of those three guys and Kimbrell and Tapera and, and oh, man, I'm chafing. I mean, they just, they just stocked up on prospects, you guys. And that's why I'm saying I'll wait until 2023 because I don't expect those prospects to be ready this year or maybe even next year. But we better start seeing some of the fruits of this come 2023 and and while we're waiting for those guys to get to the major league level putting pieces in place I was listening to to Speaks on the way in on hit and run talking to Sahadev from uh from the Athletic and talking about bringing in Nick Castellanos that that's a good piece to get in place just because they want to be in World Series let, let's say the plan is to be in World Series contention by 2023 or 2024 that doesn't mean you can't starting start putting some of the pieces in place this offseason that you plan on being a part of that and at least giving us something interesting into September, but ultimately building towards something meaningful, building towards something that that is is World Series contention, not just winning the division. The Brewers are winning this division this year, and I work in Milwaukee. I watch this team every day. Good baseball team, really good baseball team, but they're making a lot of hay and getting real fat on some bad teams on some bad baseball teams, including including the Chicago Cubs, including the Pittsburgh Pirates and the way that they're playing this year. This division it is and, and looked like at the start of the season kind of a war of attrition. The Reds are playing real good right now, still not making up very much ground on the Brewers, but I don't think the Reds are a team that has staying power. And again, the Cubs have more resources at their fingertips. A couple callers ago just brought up they're building that draft DraftKings complex right outside. That thing is hideous, by the way. Hideous. I'm fine. Go ahead and make money, gamble, do whatever you want. That thing is gross. I don't I don't like that addition to Wrigley Field at all. But okay, it's a sign of the times. 
Make all the money you can, but it better be going back into the franchise. Bill Blooming Bloomington. Bloomington? Bloomingdale. You're on with Rami Makloff on 670 The Score. What's up? Hey, man. I uh, love the show. Uh, real quick, people want to sit and complain about the Darvish trade. You have to realize if they don't trade Darvish, they don't sign Bryant. They don't have the money to sign Contreras, Hap, or Baez. So that trade had to be made. But they didn't do any and, of that anyways. I mean, Contreras is still well, up in the air, but they well, didn't do any of that no, anyways. But they had their arbitration contracts. They had to sign them for the year. Oh, okay. I see what they you're saying. They had to put that. So they don't have that money. They don't sign those four players. This team was not going to compete this year. They, they were hoping on a lot of luck to get to win the division this year with a lousy staff. And it, it wasn't going to happen. Uh, they, they signed them hoping to get these guys back on a long-term deal. And they chose not to sign the contracts. You, you can't fault them for that. They're betting on themselves. And the Cubs wanted them back, but it didn't work out. I think, I think this team is going to do a lot in the offseason. And, and it's going to look better going into the next year than it did this season. Is, is, is competing for divisions good enough for you, though? Right now, it would be. Okay. I, and I, I have the same answer. For right now, it is. Thanks for the call, Bill. For for right now, Thanks. it is. They they better not sink very far below that. They they better be in the discussion for this division as soon as next year. And 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 the arrow better be pointing up from there moving forward. You're gonna have a lot of disgruntled Cubs fans. Jed Hoyer said it. The bar has been raised. Do you believe Rick? It's do you believe Jed Hoyer? And is competing for the division good enough? 312-644-6767. We're going to talk with Evan Altman of CubsInsider.com coming up at 1.30. Patrick Finley, sometimes Bears reporter. Excuse me, Evan's going to join me at 1. Patrick Finley, sometimes Bears reporter coming up at 1.30. More of your calls right after this. Ryan Makloff with you on 670 The Score. Yes, we sit here now in the middle of July, not knowing where you're going to be at the end of July. How do you keep your concentration through all that? Honestly, I feel like moving around all these positions really helps me. I mean, it's a, it's a new thing every day, and I'm just, you know, trying to focus on that day. And, you know, right now I still got the Cubs in my chest, and I'm proud of that. And I'm proud to play for such an unbelievable city. And until they tell me I'm not, I'll go out there and give it all I got. How dare he? How dare you, Joe Buck? Ask Chris Bryant about his future on Fox during Major League Baseball's All-Star Game. Rami Makhlouf with you on 670 The Score on a Sunday afternoon. Evan Altman, CubsInsider.com. He's going to join me coming up at the top of the hour. Asking you right now, do you believe Tom Ricketts? Do you believe Jed Hoyer when they talk about the timeline of this rebuild? And Jed Hoyer is saying, hey, you have to you have to win the division to win the World Series, and we'll be back in division contention before you know it, I'm, I'm sorry. That's not what I'm looking for, man. I, I want you, I, I need this team to be near the top of Major League Baseball and spending before long and to be in the conversation as one of the best baseball teams on paper, season in and season out. 312-644-6767. I told you the medals were fake. I told you the medals were fake. We got two texts there in the last segment. This from the 630. The medals are pleated. They always have been. These medals are pleated with precious metals recycled from phones, laptops, and tablets. And uh, this from the 773, Olympic medals this year are made from recycled material donated by Japanese citizens, but gold medals are required to be at least 92% silver and must contain six grams of pure gold. So they are not solid gold. This is from the Tokyo Olympics website. Great that they're from recycled materials. I'm, I'm all about 
the environment and saving the earth and all of us not being underwater in 10 years. That would be great. But it's the gold medal is mostly silver, almost entirely silver, Sean. Well, and this is why we can't name Olympians. This is why we went one for five (laughs) in naming Olympians in Cub or Olympian. (laughs) <laughs> so if if the gold is 92% silver, what is the is it 92% bronze and then what is the bronze? Is it just like putty? Is it is it just like some kind of clay that they painted to look bronze? It's it's yeah, it's gold play-doh. It's, <laughs> it's what they put in the middle and uh they bake it. It gets all hard. What are we doing? What are we doing? You can't just call something gold or it's not. Thanks, Joe Biden. Right. Exactly. He's to blame. Uh, from the 630, if they cannot re-sign Rizzo, they will sign Freddie Freeman. There's four free agent shortstops, and they will get one. They need to see what they get from Keegan Thompson and Justin Steele. They need controllable starters. I, I'm I'm not quite as optimistic as, as this texter from the 630. I, I'm giving them some benefit of the doubt, and I'm I'm not I'm not I, I don't now it hurt. Don't get me wrong, it hurt watching Chris Bryant and Rizzo and Baez go and and go hit home runs for their other teams and and the sad farewells. It hurt, but I'm not as as mad or pessimistic. I don't think as some Cubs fans are in the aftermath of of what we saw last week before the trade deadline. But I'm I'm not I'm not there yet. Where I'm I'm willing to say if they don't get Rizzo, they will get Freeman and they will get one of those four big shortstops. I would love for them to do that, but I, I, I just don't see that. Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to the south side. And, Nick, you're on with Rami Makhlouf on 670 Score. What's up, Nick? Hey, how's it going? Appreciate you taking my call. Thanks for making it. Um, so, yeah, I've been hearing the narrative on, you know, next year we have money to spend. I don't buy that yet. I think Jed's been put in a kind of uncomfortable place. He can't say we're not going to compete next year, but what I think will happen is you're going to see a lot of the same things as this year, a lot of one-year contracts like Jock Peterson, Andrew Chafin, and Hope Jet flips them for ready-made starters, things like that, and then in parallel start to evaluate some of the prospects that they get back so that those who are ready to move up in 23, at that point Jet can say, okay, these are the gaps I need to fill in, and at that point they'll be ready. I think that's what's going to happen. I, I expect there to be to be some of that, but I thanks for the call. Appreciate it, Nick. I, I hope I hope big picture big picture wise you're you're wrong. I, I hope you're wrong. I'm not saying you are or you will be, but I hope big picture wise you're wrong. You want to plug a few holes while you see what prospects are panning out and will be ready by the following year with one year contracts like a Jock Peterson or or a Jake Arietta type of deal. Okay. But I, I wanna see I wanna see some of the building blocks of the next era of Cubs baseball. I want to see them. I want to see them signed up this offseason because there there aren't going to be too many free agent classes as stacked as this one is. The texter I just read a minute ago gave you an idea of what what's going to be out there this offseason. Four All Star shortstops, including Javi Baez, are going to be out there on on the free agent market. Nick Castellanos, who we talked about a little bit earlier, Freddie Freeman, who we talked about, Anthony Rizzo, obviously, Chris Bryant. This this this, this free agent market is going to be stacked this offseason. And so I do want them to make some hay this winter and and not and not wait to start putting all the pieces in place two years from now. Start building it now. And, and if you want to compete for the division right now, cool. I'm cool with that for one year. After that, I want to be in the World Series discussion on opening day. Let's go to Frank in Naperville. You're on 670 to the score. What's up, Frank? Yeah, how you doing? Listen, um, 
I have to admit up front, I'm a big Brewers fan. I follow the Packers, Badgers, Brewers, and the Bucks. I, and I know you you cover a lot of the Brewers too. Yes, but sir. Anyway, your comment your comment before regarding the fact that um, the Brewers were beating up in weak competition. I don't disagree with it necessarily, but the Cubs are playing the same competition. The only difference is the Cubs are playing the Brewers, the Brewers are playing the Cubs. Other than that, they're playing the same thing, and the Cubs weren't able to get the job done. Yeah, the Cubs are bad. That's why. The Brewers are good. Yeah, I, I said I said the Brewers are good. The Cubs are the Cubs are not. The Cubs are not. I, I know you did, but I don't. I understand, but I don't understand how you think the Cubs are going to compete next year in the division because Cincinnati, St. Louis, and Milwaukee, they're not going to sit bad either. They're going to try to get better, and they're already proving they're better this year. So I, I don't see the Cubs. I see the Cubs. They're a fifth-place team. That's what they are. Um, I, don't see them, I don't see them getting back in contention next year, particularly if they're going to bring back Rizzo, Baez. I mean, they're bringing back the same people that kept them from winning for five years. I just don't understand it. I don't anyway, think they're going to. You guys are doing a great job. Thanks I'll for the call, later, Frank. Okay? I appreciate it. I don't think they're bringing back all those guys. I'm not saying that they'll bring back. But if you bring back one or two of those guys and, and change the way you build the team around them, you could get very different results. Those guys are all good baseball players. It was just the overall makeup of this team that didn't work. Right. But then what are you, you going to remake it with the same manager? basically the same GM and those two guys. Like, I, I don't know if they're, if they do spend money this year, I think spending money on the guys that just left like Bryant Baez and Rizzo makes no sense because you should have gotten the extension done. Like I, I think that was the, the true key. The fact that none of those guys signed extensions means that none of those guys will be coming back. I mean, if you bring back one of those, let's say you bring back Bryant, does that mean you're doing the same thing over again? Because you have Bryant, you still have Contreras and you still have David Ross. I'd say no, just because I, I thought Bryant was the guy that they should have brought back all along. But also, I, I have a feeling that he's just not going to come back. I feel like they don't want to spend that money. He's going to end up probably hitting 30 when they are truly competitive. I agree with Frank in uh, the slightest. I think they're probably the fourth or fifth or third best team of the division next year uh, with whatever moves they make. But I don't think that they're going to go spend 250 300 on Chris Bryant, 200 even, uh, to go out and get him, especially when he's nearing that 30 age. They're not going to be worse than the Pirates. Frank's on a fifth-place team. They're not going to be worse than the Pirates, all right? That that I will not accept. If, if, if you know, <laughs> Frank Schwindel's playing accept. first base for them, maybe they will be. He's an Olympian. Stop it. Um, speaking of Chris Bryant signing an extension with the Cubs or lack thereof, yesterday he was he was in Milwaukee as a member of of the Giants and talked to uh, talked to NBC Sports and the Athletic and and said this about about discussions about an extension or a new contract when he was in Chicago and and I don't need to replay the whole thing about what went down between him and uh, between Jed Hoyer and and Anthony Rizzo earlier in the week and their accounts of these discussions about con contract extensions and whatnot. But this, this is what Chris Bryan had to say about Jed Hoyer's comments, that they tried and these guys just didn't seem very interested in staying Chicago Cubs. He said, I kind of felt like it was always out there. Like, hey, we're constantly trying to get an extension done and stuff like that. And in reality, that didn't happen. There were conversations after 2016. And then after that, it was like nothing. I was always open to hearing. And I've always said that. But there was just there was just wasn't anything after that. At the end of the day, like Jed said, he puts his head on his pillow at night and, you know, I know that I gave it my all and I was always willing to listen to anything. And at the end of the day, we had conversations after 2016 and that was it. So that's just where I'm at. And I like and like I keep saying, there's no hard feelings. I've had great, unbelievable memories there. And, you know, just I look back and it's like it's some of the happiest moments of my life and nothing can change that. Man, I don't know what to believe, and and I don't know what constitutes an offer or conversations. Those are those are both words 
that 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 are up for interpretation when you're talking to front offices and when you're talking to agents and when you're talking to players. But I just know that and Jed Hoyer walked back some of what he said last week and and said his emotions got the best of him. And that that can happen to any of us. But I just I don't know what good it does Jed Hoyer or the Cubs organization to to make it sound as though you made big offers to these guys and and they just weren't interested. And then to have Bryant and Rizzo, who both both still have a lot of a lot of love for him here in the city of Chicago on their way out the door and a lot of respect and, and their 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 word carries a lot of water and carries a lot of weight. And to to not just dispute or deny what Jed Hoyer had to say, but to have far different accounts, far different accounts than what Jed Hoyer is saying down saying went down in those contract discussions is a bad, bad look, man. And, and when we're talking about when we're talking about bringing free agents here in the offseason and moving forward for this next era of Cubs baseball, now ultimately you throw enough money at people and they'll forget what they heard about you. But your reputation when when you get out in the free agent market and you're trying to attract guys to your organization absolutely matters. And this is a bad look right now. This is a bad, bad look. Given given the the disparity in the accounts of how these contract negotiations went down, sometimes the best thing to say is nothing. Jed Hoyer can gain nothing from talking about this before and moving forward. Just let it go. Sean, can you see this TV in here in in the in the studios? I've got the Olympics on. Can you see that? Do you know what sport that is? I see. I see ladies running around a mat, jumping and throwing hula hoops up in the air. I do not, but it looks impressive. I mean, yeah, a lot of Olympic sports are impressive, just not entertaining. And it's why we don't watch them for four years at a time until you put a flag on it. We'll talk Cubs with Evan Altman of CubsInsider.com right after this. Rami Makhlouf with you on a Sunday afternoon at 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 